Well, hello and welcome everyone to the Robin Walter Show here on Red Sky Radio Network. God bless you. Full day today, as always. We're going to give you an update on a couple of things uh, because of some conflicts. I'm actually taping this late on Thursday. Some news that just came in. Rather interesting, but no surprise that the uh, Hamas is now shooting their own citizens. And why not? They hide behind them as human shields. Uh, preventing them from leaving Gaza to go to Egypt. They're shooting them. They need them to stay because they need the women and children to hide behind, I guess. That just came in a second ago. It'll be old news probably by the time you hear it. But, um, you know, I've got this question before I get to the good news. I do have some good news, but I'll forget this if I don't (laughs) share it right away. Where are all the 20, 25, 30, and 35-year-old, maybe 40-year-old men, gazillion, not as a number, but Gaza, Gazaillion, all the, all the men in Gaza that are not part of Hamas, if the population there is so innocent, why are they rising up against Hamas unless Hamas is so big that they define that country? They run the military, they run the government, they run everything. Wouldn't there be an uprising against those that they consider terrorists in their own country? So where are those 25 and 30-year-old Palestinian men? I don't know, probably crossing the border from Mexico into the U.S. But anyway, here we go. They got they, I, I say that facetiously because I know they can't get out, which is why... Um, the left wants to import one million of them who don't have the guts to stand up, apparently, or apparently maybe side with Hamas. After all, they've been in control forever, right? Okay, i got to knock it off. I'm getting into the program, but I've got some good news we want to share here, which you know by now I don't want to spend long on this about Mike Johnson being the Christian pro-Trump um Speaker of the House, elect. He is a great man, a great pick. He's a perfect choice. And, of course, the left calls him a raging homophobe. Not just a homophobe, raging. Which is interesting because Mike Johnson is so ridiculously self-composed and controlled and kind and gentle. He's anything but raging. But uh, that's what Megan McCain, of course... Look at the source. That's what she called him. Anyway, that's great news. And it's great news for a whole bunch of reasons, not the least of which really comes up next. Because Republicans now are bold enough in the Congress to say that Biden's attempt to tie aid to Israel to his Ukraine campaign. What did he have? $14 billion for Israel and $60 billion for Ukraine? Are you kidding me? Well, it's, this is kind of the second half of why it's good to have Mike Johnson at the helm. Maybe not Kevin McCarthy. Certainly, certainly not Mitch McConnell over in the Senate. 
Because Mitch McConnell is your classic rhino in support of the military-industrial complex. But congratulations, Mr. Johnson. Congratulations to you Republicans who finally, uh, boy, they were in a circular firing squad. They're trying to get this thing done. Or as one person put it, they were peeing on an electric fence. Uh, That's a pretty accurate and vivid description, but that's exactly what they were doing. Uh, Next piece of good news here. Um, I got, yeah, I got three more here. So RFK Jr., who's actually had a bit of a draw from some conservatives because he's anti-woke generally. He is anti-big pharma for sure. He's against the COVID vaccine, vaccines, and uh, which we now know has killed, just today, 350% more people have died from the vaccine than died from COVID. Um, but he was drawing people. There, okay, before this came out, people were saying he is going to hurt Trump more than he'll hurt Biden. And that's possible um, in the sense that RFK Jr. was distinctly in the position to carve up more of the independents that may have gone to Trump than have gone to, that would go to Biden. But now he shot himself in the foot. Actually, he shot himself in both feet, having come out in support of reparations. This was a horrible idea by whoever his campaign strategist is, but I have it in the good news column. And the reason I do is that now his presence in the campaign as an independent will be more of a drain on Biden than it will be on Trump. Now that's a, that is a fact. So take a look at, uh, watch the, the media, ignore him. And when they can't ignore him, excoriate him because he's now in the position to hurt the uh, the uh, dog face pony soldier punching bag Joe Corn Pop. I'm your left wing puppet Biden. Uh, next, moving right along here, huh? This has taken a long time, but this this is a proof. Uh, that that Trump is probably the right guy here, or is the right guy. I mean, there's other, a couple of decent people in this race besides him, but he is what we need. And I think it was best reflected by this Jewish man who is speaking really on behalf of his community, a Jewish Republican community in Florida, Florida residents, Governor Ron DeSantis. He's a Republican. He said... He came out and stated that uh, he is switching, as are others from DeSantis to Trump, because he said, quote, our choice as Jews is simple, end quote. Our choice as Jews is simple. And Trump, Trump has proven his mettle in this area. I mean, he's got the Israeli track record of all presidents, by far uh, going back to, well, maybe back to the the declaration 
of uh, Israel as a state and its recognition by Harry Truman and Truman's role in that, probably Truman's best act, um, most notable act certainly is his support for an independent uh, Jewish state. But whether it's the Abraham Accords, whether it is recognizing Jew, uh, Jerusalem as their capital, you go right on down the line. Trump has been the man for Israel. And I don't know why it's taken so long for so many Jews to get it. But hopefully more of them are getting it. Now, what I find interesting here is that probably, maybe with the uh, exception of Tim Scott, maybe, and I only say it maybe, Trump has the greatest amount of support, without question, of the Republican candidates from blacks and from Hispanics and, I think, from Jews. So he has put to, and certainly the working class, the blue-collar types, Joe Biden tried to steal his thunder because I think Trump made a bad move announcing that he was going to go down there and join that UAW strike. And then Joey Cornpop beat him to it. But they didn't have much use for Joey Cornpop. It was all staged at the optics, uh, but not for Trump. The Trump, got, Trump got rousing response because he knew quite clearly that Joey is there uh, lying, like duplicitous dolt that he is about this being the best thing for the workers and great jobs and blah, 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 even while he's pushing the EV industry, which will run a good portion of them into the unemployment line. Next, a uh, good news story. This one <laughs> comes to you from Malawi. Malawi, M-A-L-A-W-I. It's a small country kind of landlocked in southeastern Africa near Tanzania, squeezed in by Mozambique. Um, doesn't make the news much. But they made the news the other day. And they made the news at the Natola Secondary School in the Dona District of Malawi. They say, like, why are you reporting on this? I just want to tell you, show you something that I find really encouraging. And that is that Malawi, first of all, is a very pro-life state, country, as are some other African, sub-Saharan African countries. They're very pro-life. It's sort of like the gospel that was preached there 150 years ago has produced a seed or has produced a, uh, not seed, crop. That's what I was going for. A crop of Christians that excels in certain fundamental values as it relates to human sexuality. And what happened here was that... Um, Planned Parenthood International, which is probably the biggest player in the world stage uh, supporting abortion because it means a lot of money to them. They had the opportunity somehow to come in and uh, speak to the students at this school for the purposes of promoting their business, the destruction of the unborn, and primarily, in this case, the dist distribution of condoms. But what happened was that Planned Parenthood officials 
were denied the right to speak. Now, that's not news in and of itself, but this is the news. They were run out, chased off the property by students. The students ran the pro-aborts off the property. Tell them to get out. Uh, the director there, whose name I cannot pronounce, is something like Zico Monacani. You can uh, uh, easy for me to say, huh? Well, anyway, he states that Human Life International has visited Natola and was invited to do so again a few weeks ago before the students kicked the abortion promoters out of the classroom. He said, "We've been teaching them about chastity, along with the dangers of using." contraception and the dangers of abortion and they um, whereas this plan non-parenthood international was going to come in and talk to them about condoms but uh, Zico Manacani <laughs> I'm getting more comfortable with that name I uh, said quote to the surprise of everybody it was the students that refused the abortion promoters sent to teach them and chase them away the teacher was sure that it was due to what they called a good pro-life message that had been shared with the students. Now, the reason I share this is that this is a school that's not just caving in. Um, they're, they're uh, <laughs> look what, I mean, I guess look what can happen in a school if students actually have a pro-life message and choice introduced to them. See, this doesn't even happen in U.S. schools. There's no pro, unless it's a Christian school, there's no pro-life message. It's all abort this, abort that, condoms here, tranny there, and tranny this and that. The kids don't even have a choice, and that's why the left wins, because it has no competition. There is competition, apparently, in parts of Africa. And when given a choice, you see, if the pro-choice people were really pro-choice, they would cover both sides of the issue and provide all the information about childbirth, childbearing, sexually transmitted diseases and stuff. They would be, uh, quote, uh, what is Fox used to say, fair and balanced. They would share that. But the thing is, they know they're going to lose. That's why the left always has to exclude the truth, because the truth will always beat the crap out of falsehood. And it did in Malawi. That's what has to happen in this country. <clears throat> now, in a related fashion, our schools are certainly tanking. They're suffering. My goodness, uh, the test scores are in the doldrums. We've never been worse. We are a bunch of dumbos in this country like you can't even imagine. I mean, every time I go to the store and I get some young person who cannot count change back to me, or I will, if the bill is is $11.06, I will give them $12.06 because I don't want 84 cents worth of change. They can't figure it out. I mean, it's a bad case of dumbbellitis, and and this country is hurting. We are increasingly less intelligent and educated than previous generations. And why? Well, 
We had the lockdowns that kept them out of school. We got the masking, which prevented them from engaging in an interactive fashion that would be beneficial towards education. We got generally crappy curriculums. We got the remote learning, which was actually just remote sleeping in many cases. But the crappy curriculums from the, the, from the pit of hell. We've got dumbed down academic standards because how do you make the teachers look like they're doing a great job? Dumb down the standards so it looks like they're succeeding. After all, who isn't it? Isn't it Oregon that has now eliminated the requirement of being able to read and do math to get a high school diploma? That's right. I mean, Oregon is so stuck on stupid. It's just hard to even imagine. Um, they, they don't, their civics and constitutional things have been scratched. They've been replaced by 1619 Project and CRT theory. I mean, goodness sakes, it is everything has turned into rubble in the government schools, is which is just what you would expect. So what do the administration, the Department of Education now, and others blame this on? Even though I've given you eight or nine reasons and I just had a, you know, a good start on it, what do they claim it on? What is the response? Because they will not accept responsibility themselves because they're too busy teaching sex ed and all this other tranny stuff in, in lieu of real education. Everything comes down to how does this student feel? What are their feelings? I don't really care what the student's feelings are. Maybe it's time for them to be disciplined and toe the line, make something of themselves instead of just becoming future Democrats right out of high school. But what do they blame it on? Are you ready for this? I hope you are. Climate change. They've, they are labeling climate change as a fundamental cause for all of the failure in the, in the government schools. Why? Because they say that the climate is heating up enough that is, it is over it's taxing and overtaxing the HVAC systems in school and the kids are too hot. You know, I can't even, I just can't even believe this garbage. But I do have a question. If it's if climate change is global climate change and the HVAC systems can't handle it and the kids are too hot and that's why they don't learn, it's hard to believe we're even having this discussion. What's the explanation for the Japanese kicking our butt? What's the explanation for the Chinese kicking our butt academically? What's the explanation for the Europeans kicking our kids' butts in school? Don't they all have climate change? Don't they all have global warming? Aren't all their HVAC systems overtaxed? No. Apparently only ours among the teacher unions who desperately need an education for their abysmal failure and the administration's which go back to the influence of the left in the government school systems. Right down to, I mean, goodness sakes, here the head of um, the fourth largest 
school district in the United States is in Nevada. And they have just signed a pledge that says that while they're supposed to serve all families and all walks of life, they have signed a pledge stating that the new organization will put educational professionals ahead of parents when it comes to class teaching and materials. Parents, get the heck out of the way. Who do you think owns these kids anyway? Well, I can't keep Joe Biden out of this program forever. And we're going to cover at the end something that is going to be some hard advice from me. Take it for what it's worth. You can dispense with it or accept it. But I'm going to give you a little more ammo, no pun intended, to work with. But in support of last week's program where I mentioned and gave you all the reasons to prove that Joe Biden was actually the worst, most anti-Israel, Jew-hating president we have ever had, and that all the Jew-haters in Congress are Democrats. This is out now that came from, of course, it came from a Zionist organization, but they have said and clearly stated and supporting what I said about all the Iranians and uh, left-leaning Palestinian supporters that are part of our administration, Joe Biden's administration, so much so that I, you know, they had that, pro, that pro-Palestinian Jew-hater who was in charge of vetting people as to whether they'd get asylum. When people like that are getting a job, you know it's really bad. But this organization has identified and documented the number of appointees that have expressed anti-Israel and anti-Semitic st- sentiments. At least it's dozens of them in his administration. I'm hoping desperately this will wake up more Jews in this country to dump Democrats once and for all. Why they ever vote Democrat is still a puzzle to me. But Morton Klein, chief of the Zionist Organization of America, said, quote, Biden has appointed the most anti-Semitic, anti-Israel people to important posts that we have ever seen in the history of this organization. Now, To show you what an amazing feat this is he's accomplished, although it's people whispering in his ears because he's a dolt. But this is such an amazing feat that he's actually even beaten Jew-hater Barack Obama, who brought in a bunch, but he didn't get to finish the job. So Joey, who's a Barack B.O. 2.0, to finish it. But let me just give you a couple of quick examples, which I didn't have last week. There's National Security Council Intelligence Director, Mayor Batar, who was a Georgetown student just a few years ago, said, quote, uh, that I will lead the students for justice in Palestine and host student meetings about how to demonize Israel in the minds of Christians, end quote. How about uh, Tony Blinken, Anthony Blinken? 
who opposed sanctioning Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard. He didn't like designated as a foreign terrorist organization. When Hamas attacked Israel, he said Israel should reach a ceasefire. Don't defend yourself. Just have a ceasefire. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's a Jew hater. Another one that surfaced here is Rima Doden, a White House Legislative Affairs Deputy Director. The report has identified her as a Palestinian, as supporting and justifying Palestinian suicide bombings against Jews and describing them as the last resort of a desperate people. Now remember, Israel doesn't control Gaza. They turned it over in 2005. Israel didn't invade Gaza. The Palestinians invaded Israel. In 2021, a letter from over 500 Biden campaign workers, 500 campaign workers, insisted that Biden hold Israel accountable when it responded to a barrage of deadly rockets from Gaza. And nine of the signers to that declaration are actually still in the Biden administration. Are in the Biden, not still, are in the, those are 500 campaign workers. Nine of them work for him directly now. And, of course, we've given $730 million uh, to the Palestinians. Why? So that uh, we can supplement what Iran gives them so that they can destroy the only democracy in the Middle East and our only real true ally in the Middle East. Well, so uh, Joey's Ukraine deal here, uh, you know, to tie Israel's survival to Ukraine's spending is demonic. But this is, this is the leaven, if you will, in the lump. They will put something deleterious, awful, into a request and a bill that otherwise is intended to make Republicans look bad if they veto it or if they don't support it. So the plan is this. Let's put, um, let's, let's put the Republicans in a bad light with Jews and others by uh, not supporting a bill that would provide aid to Israel because they don't want the lion's share of the aid to go to terrorists in Gaza. That's what they do. Joe wants more cash for the military, military industrial complex. And Joe claims that anybody who doesn't support a two-state solution in Israel, or as who was it, Heinrich Himmler, one of those guys in Nazi Germany, uh, dealing with the Jews, the requirement for the, quote, a final solution. That's, that's the two-state solution, which we covered last week. From the book of Joel, chapter 3, God will judge those nations that have divided his land. And we've been pushing it since George H.W. Bush, which is part of the reason we are getting spanked as we are. Um, a top um, and renowned uh, policy expert, Caroline Glick, has issued a warning to Israel that America, quote, through Joe Biden administration, is no longer a friend. Uh, and when they sent off Antony Blinken 
to Israel, she claims, and we touched on this, it was simply blackmail to allowing a, quote, resupply of Hamas provisions in Gaza on the threat of America withholding military supplies needed by Israel. And I'm quoting a Bob Unruh here, Unruh here from WorldNet Daily. Unruh goes on to say, quote, Joe Biden's recent visit to Israel was staged to force a delay in Israel's response to the Hamas terror, as commanders were ordered to stand down until his trip was completed. Now, the consequence of this is, now Israel may have lost its edge. You see, if somebody breaks into your house, they threaten you. Let's say they, they, they stabbed your son or raped your daughter. What you do under that immediate situation is pretty obvious. Do you get to, to in self-defense? Are you able to uh, take out action right then and now, then and there, and deal with the situation for self-defense? And frankly, legitimized revenge under the circumstance before anything worse happens. But can you go do what you would have done within the two minutes after that savage attack on your daughter or son? Could you go do that two weeks later? No. Now you'll be in the hooskow. You will be in the slammer. Now the pundits will come down on you. Don't go away. We're just getting warmed up. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. How it impressed me then It was the only day my daddy wouldn't work We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten we are back. This is Robin Walter with the Robin Walter Show. God bless you all. Love that song by Alabama. I don't play it enough, but uh, getting back to our topics at hand, Ted Cruz now sounding the alarm about all the Iranian spies inside the Biden administration. This is more serious than you can possibly imagine. It really is. I mean, this is kind of a picking up where we left off last week. I mean, goodness sakes, the White House is holding wellness meetings for Muslim, Arab, and Palestinian employees and aides. 
What the heck are they doing there? Infiltrating. And they're doing a darn good job under this piece of crap president we have. And Blinken claims that America must accept Muslim immigrants. Well, yeah, if you're trying to wreck the country, turn it on its head, I guess you have to do that, right? And this isn't just an administration infection. This goes deeper. I mean, the Democrats blocked a proposition to condemn campus anti-Semitism. You got that? The Democrats opposed a resolution that would condemn Jewish hatred on campuses. That is how serious it is. Now, where do we go from here? Last week, I didn't get to finish something that I started. I tried to dealing with this infiltration in our country because it is serious. And God has allowed it. We have been, we are being judged right now. As I took great pains to share, when God spanks a country, invariably it comes from outside. Well, this will happen from within, but only because those that are within came from the outside. The Syrians that are crossing the border to the south, the terrorists, I mean, nobody has any track of them. I just uh, read here the other day that there have been leaflets and flyers found in different spots in the southern U.S. on American soil written in Arabic telling them where to go in this country. It is that bad. So I have to ask this question because when the when you see a fair visual uh, recounting or uh, evidence of what's crossing the border, what do I see? I see lines and lines of 20 to 35-year-old men. No women. Very few. What do you see when the mainstream media called the propagandists? What do they show? They show only women and children crossing through the water. You're two different, two different tales. What are the men coming here for? Some probably for legitimate reasons. Maybe some like they did a couple hundred years ago where they would set sail from Europe, come to the United States, get a job, work hard, and then earn the money to be able to pay for the travel for their parents or for the, the rest of their family to come over. But where I did get to finish this was that while all of this Hamas stuff and the attacks and everything, you don't hear a full-throated support of Israel from Biden. But what does Cammy, the incomparable dolt, nitwit, no-brain, idiotic, moronic vice president, the worst we've ever had, she is an absolute numbskull. I have a seven-year-old grandson that can speak more eloquently and intelligently than she. 
So what does she think was the answer to the war in Gaza? A war, I might have mentioned, that was launched by Hamas, not Israel. Her suggestion was that to get rid of war, we need to get rid of the weapons of war. And she's calling, in the wake of the Gaza uh, Hamas invasion, calling for a ban on assault weapons. Now, this is so unbelievably stupid. It just simply defies understanding. I mean, first of all, let, let's start with a fact here. This goes back two weeks ago now. Israel's made a mistake because they don't have a Second Amendment. What did they do right after Hamas invaded? They found a way and distributed 10,000 AR-15s to the army? No, to civilians to defend themselves in south, southern and southwestern Israel. They distributed the so-called assault weapon that Kami wants to ban because it's a weapon of war, and why would civilians be engaged in a war? Well, it's because these jackass Palestinians are attacking them in the name of, well, you can fill that in. I'll tell you, I've got no use for them, as you could tell from the previous programs. And now that news out today that the Palest that Hamas is shooting their own Palestinians in Gaza because they want to leave, they need to hold them hostage. Like I said, where are all the men not belonging to Hamas? Why are they not trying to overthrow Hamas? Overthrow them. You see, Israel... This is what Cammy doesn't get. Israel was attacked, right? But we're just letting them cross the border. They don't have to attack us from outside. They just cross the Rio Grande and they're in. Hamas came in through hang gliders in some cases and motorized parachutes of sorts. I mean... I'm not sure what they're called, but I've seen them. There are little motors on them, and they got guns flying in. They don't have to do that here. They just walk across the border. And all Cammy can talk about is getting rid of the weapons of war, the assault weapons, which are for Israel's defense, Cammy, baby. Defense. Can you spell defense? No, probably not. You are one of the problems. You are that. I'm, I'm glad she's so stupid she can't even be shrewd. She's not convincing. She is Joe Biden's insurance ticket because you got to keep him alive because who the heck wants this woman? Now, I want to share with you something here that I'm going to come back and make a prediction. Not going to be pleasant, but that's the way it is. I started this piece last week, but I got to finish it now. And I want to give thanks to Roland McKenzie, who wrote this because he 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 reminded me of him. I can't even remember if I saw Battlestar Galactica. I, I can't remember. Uh, it was out a lot, and I didn't see the two TV version. I think there was a movie of it, but I if it, if it was a movie, I didn't see it. If it was a TV show, I didn't. I never watched it. I don't know. 
But in the, in Battlestar Galactica, you've got these android machines called Cylons. Okay? The Cylons hate humans because the hatred of humans caused them uh, to have to now try to improve their capability to overcome the human race, which had defeated them in an earlier age or every previous place in space or whatever the heck happened. But in the video, the Cylon ships move into position to start a nuclear bombardment of the humans. And then a montage, Mackenzie states, plays on the screen. And it shows children playing in a park, people driving on an expressway, a pyramid team of girls practicing moves at their training camp for the next big game, shoppers walking down a city sidewalk, and friends having a drink at a local pub. There was no alarm. There was no warning. None of them knew what was taking place in orbit over their worlds or the destruction they would experience in just a few moments. For those who survived the nuclear fire faced a destroyed landscape where the roving patrols of Cylon fighter craft and ground troops killed any injured or fleeing humans. Uh, Mackenzie goes on to state, this is a bit reminiscent of Pearl Harbor or the World Trade Center. In both cases, caught totally off guard, totally unaware, completely asleep at the switch, as was Israel when attacked by Hamas coming out of Gaza. The border sensors along the Israeli-Gaza Strip weren't functioning, not as they not as they're designed. They didn't warn mil, uh, Iran's military or the intelligence agencies or the residents of an impending attack. In fact, 5,000 missiles had to get launched before they seemed to catch on to it because too many uh, young Israelis were partying in the desert down by the Gaza border. They were caught totally by surprise. As Mackenzie states here, they killed people they encountered on the roads and their cars. They invaded neighborhoods, house-to-house murders, taking people hostage, massacred people at outdoor parties and other gatherings, took many captives. None of those who perished had any idea that it would be their last day on earth. Insecure for many years and decades of illegal immigration along our border have now been incentivized and enabled by the U.S. government, non-governmental organizations, the United Nations, and other globalist organizations. For one of the consequences of this has been that many thousands, thousands of young military-aged men from Latin America, China, and the Middle East have entered this country illegally. No invasion force. The invasion force is already inside the United States. And like Hamas, they're coming without warning. Many of the military-aged men who have entered and have been scattered throughout the country may well receive their own activation signal to attack and cause chaos, making us vulnerable to sudden destruction 
from hostile nations. Now, I'm going to stop here. I was still quoting there from the McKenzie article. If you if you understand the fact here that the goal would not be to destroy the United States with with internal attacks. It's to cause chaos. How do you think the Marxists took over? How do you think the Nazis gained power? It wasn't an all-out attack in a war that they couldn't win right out of the gate. They have to destabilize the country, create massive chaos, which is a classic Marxist theme, after which then they ramp up into a more formal attack. You will see that they are out to create and cause chaos, and they will. So the the Hamas attack against Israel should serve us as a reminder. Uh, First of all, that uh, at any one time, any one of us could enter into Israel eternity very quickly and without warning. This has been a watchman on the knee, not on the knee, watchman knee. You know watchman knee, I was reading about him, but watchman on the wall, ministry. And I've said that they're coming, they're coming, this is what's happening, it's on its way. They are inside the gates. They are inside our walls. And how do you prepare for a sudden enemy attack. What do you do? Well, first of all, you've got to get right with the Lord. You've got to, got to, got to make that a first and foremost duty. Not just to yourself, but to your family and to your loved ones. That you will act with wisdom. And... As it says in the Proverbs 27.3, I think it is, and also in a couple of places in Proverbs, that the prudent person sees the danger ahead and takes precautions and hides himself. If you aren't a prudent person, if you aren't tuned into God's word and his wisdom, how would you know that you need to take those precautions? Will you not be blind? Will you not be like uh, all these that he was talking about in battle uh, in the Battlestar Galactica, they're they're just having life as it is, thinking, and sadly among the Christian world, that we're just going to get raptured out of here before anything really really bad happens, so we don't have to change what we're doing. We do need to change. It is that serious, and I want to share that. In my opinion, it is not an if but a when that we have one of these attacks. It won't be like Hamas in that they're flying in with on parachutes or paragliders or whatever with AK-47s in their hands. Um, it won't be that way. It will be chaotic disturbances that will be significant. And cause us to fear like you can't believe. Not me, not I, but and maybe not you, but the country as a whole. Because we are getting spanked. And we aren't done with it until we learn our lesson. There's a passage in Scripture. I wish I had it with me, but I but I don't. <clears throat> but it's it speaks about 
the fact that certain punishments must in fact be carried out. Notwithstanding a certain measure of repentance, because Scripture is clear that when a nation repents, that God will then relent from the from the punishment that he was going to give it. But it also says that when a nation which speaks by his name, but then turns from God's way, then the good that God would do for that nation, he also relents from doing that and then brings in the punishment. That's the way it is. He made the rules. So what I'm anticipating, fully anticipating, and this isn't new to me, this isn't Robin Walter giving the enemy ideas. They got their own. Remember, they're getting their instructions in Arabic when they come into this country about where to go, who to get in contact with, and and how to stay in contact to carry out their orders wherever they may be. So what I'm going to say is not something that's giving them an idea. But what's the most lethal little weapon they could come up with in this country. Some sort of drones. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly biological warfare that could come in through a suitcase. But drones. And where would the drone, where would a drone attack accomplish great, great impact, even if a lot of people aren't killed? Even if nobody's killed? Just extreme panic, but they get trampled. How about having a drone go off and unleash something over a football stadium with uh, 85,000 people in it, none of whom can move because they're all crammed in like sardines? And, it, I mean, having the time of their life, just like in Battlestar Galactica, right? Except it isn't the Cylons this time. It's the ones who hate Christians and Jews who are out to destroy America. And when they said America was the great Satan, remember that? Well, that was back at a time when we had far more righteousness in this nation uh, evident at the national level than we do today. We are more like the great Satan, with some notable exceptions, one of which, of course, is Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. And boy, do I hope that he's a sign of things to come. But he may be just there for the moment, because the slide is in process. I could be at a train station. What it is, it's going to be in a populated area where the most havoc, chaos, damage can be done with the smallest and easiest of instruments. It could be an AR-15. After all, the terrorists got guns. They don't have any problem getting into this country. The left, simply like Cammie Harris, she only wants to disarm honest people. Law-abiding citizens. But because Israel was asleep at the switch, their citizens weren't armed. They had to dispense assault weapons for personal defense. Okay, you can figure that one out. Assault weapons for defending yourself. Why would we and should we not learn from that? Well, you can, and you can learn from it today. You need to be armed. You need to be armed. There is, and I've mentioned this before, out of Nehemiah. He warns those who are trying to get him to talk, 
Tobias and Sam Ballot into a little parlay uh, about they didn't want the wall being built in Jerusalem. But the order went out, and as you know, those who were building the war or the wall, they had two arms, and with one arm they laid bricks, and the other arm they held a sword or some kind of a weapon. This actually is the model for today's U.S. and for you. We continue to do our life like God has called us to do. Like the guy I heard on Tucker Carlson the other night, Vincent, oh gosh, what is his name? Extremely articulate guy. I think he, I think his father was a, a sharecropper in Mississippi or something. Very articulate black man. <clears throat> Loved. If you Look it up and listen to this guy. I wish I had his name. I wasn't planning to talk about it. But he was he was coming to the end of his talk, extremely articulate and eloquent. And I was wondering if he was going to say what I thought he might say. And he did. He said, I got two arms. I got two hands or saying something to this effect. He said, with one, I've got my Bible and my word of God. And on the other hand, I've got my 38. He was a Nehemiah wall builder. Bricks in one hand, the sword in the other. He's working on building the kingdom, the word of God, but he's also ready and prepared to defend himself and his family against, frankly, uh, to some extent, our own government, which is uh, Joe Biden is, first of all, domestic enemy, number one. He hates his country. And number two, he hates it so much that he would let in those who are purposed in destroying this country. Last, I am going to finish with something that I have never done before on this in 18 years. I have many people who pray for this program. They pray for my safety because I am um, a tad more outspoken than most. I have had a ridiculous number of hits in a country. I'm not going to even mention the country. I'm going to leave it out of this discussion, which is unusual. It has, it's not a highly populated country. It has very few English-speaking people. I'd like to think that the program and the Sunday morning with Robin Walter is meeting intellectual needs and spiritual needs. But I've also been advised that these may well be robots, bots established to record programs for use at a later time, never in a healthy way, but only to the destruction of the person making the message. So I would just ask that you pray that you, I'm not afraid. I'm not going to change what I'm doing. But it's an unusual development that I have not seen in 18 years on the air. Very, very strange. So I covet your prayers. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your financial support, which um, is allowing us to expand a little bit at a time. As I have said in the past, 100% of your contributions to this program go into this program. Folks, I lick my own stamps for the thank you letters. That's my ministry. God bless you all. Remember, America and wherever you may be listening, even whether, and you robots if you're listening, 
Here, we're going to sit tall on the saddle because we ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you all.